Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 27th of April. The Russian government is to cut off gas supplies to Poland and Bulgaria today because Bulgaria and Poland are refusing to pay rubles for Russian gas. Why does Russia want to be paid in rubles when it can print as many rubles as it likes? Because this is a way of evading financial sanctions. Purchasers would have to sell hard currency to buy rubles, and the seller of rubles would then hold hard currency that may be more difficult to apply sanctions to. Demanding payment in rubles is a sanctions avoidance technique, making the ruble the bitcoin of the currency world, although the ruble obviously has less volatility and does have some fundamental value. The immediate impact of this on the Polish and Bulgarian economies is likely to be close to nil in the near term. The European springtime naturally reduces demand for gas, and as the Polish authorities have been quick to point out, they've quite a lot of gas stored in underground tanks. However, this is likely to be taken as a signal of a more general weaponization of energy. It comes as the Germans have suggested that an oil, not gas, embargo against Russia would now be manageable. However, the weaponization of energy and associated economic disruption is not something that markets are likely to be too shocked by. The narrative of the war in Ukraine has continually flagged this as a risk. It is practically a social media meme on EconTwit. While there will be consequences, obviously, it does appear as if companies have at least anticipated some of those consequences. In Europe, the German consumer confidence data was weaker than expected. What does consumer confidence really tell us, however? The media news cycle is disproportionately significant in influencing sentiment, but it doesn't necessarily influence economic behaviour. This is the first European war of the social media age, and the doom-scrolling of war news is likely to influence survey responses, even as consumers continue to spend. We hear from some ECB speakers, unusually the roster does not appear to include ECB President Lagarde, but it does include the chief economist, Lane. As a chief economist, Lane's words should be listened to with reverential respect, and also because they may give a more coherent signal of the likely nature of policy tightening from the European Central Bank later this year. In the United States, there are wholesale and retail inventory numbers for March. The growth in inventory in the States has been quite astonishingly strong of late. This reflects the fact that the record supply from last year has continued, but the record demand from last year has started to normalise. Companies probably wish to hold more inventory anyway as an insurance against future supply chain disruption. This allows production and the labour market to stay strong even as final consumer demand growth has slowed. China, which has never really had exceptional strength in domestic demand since the pandemic, has had President Xi announce an all-out infrastructure push. Some of this has laudable aims. Water conservation, for instance, is critical in a country that is so water-stressed. 
However, as a demand stimulus, it's a little lacking. The issue in China is that restrictions have reduced the ability of consumers to consume, because restrictions mean that government policy is taking income away from households, in effect. Building roads doesn't directly give that money back to households, except, of course, for those employed in the construction sector. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.